go. We're here. <laughs> I thought go sounded good for today. <laughs> Not ready, set, go. Just go. We haven't started with a command of go command, before. Command, go. I like it. Yeah. Well, hey, friends. What's up? I don't know why I always look at the recording device when I say hi, friends, like they're going to say back. She does. She always, well, I am too. <laughs> we look at you <laughs> all when we're talking directly to you instead oh, of no. each other. It's funny. Anyways, so we're back with um, the latest Shifting Our Stories. This Yay. is Jen. And I'm Abby. <laughs> she was waiting for me to introduce myself first. I know. We're in the backyard studio again because it's, yeah. you know, afternoon and... Has your husband mentioned we need to pay rent here or is that just mine? No, that's just yours. Fair enough. We did take over space though. Like we actually took space. It was unused space. <laughs> I don't think that I counts. made him clean a closet. <laughs> no, well... He chose to clean a closet. I was going to say, he had some free choice in that. It yeah. was never... A command. It needed to get cleaned anyways. Whatever. Now it's just useful. But no, we get this space. Right. And now if for we For the low, low price of my mortgage. <laughs> well, and if I ever sell my house, I can advertise it as having a studio. There you go. Perfect. Gotta be a selling point to someone, right? If you're a realtor, let me know. <laughs> what, what do I get for that? Like, bonus? Also, we need you if you're a realtor because we need you to sell Abby's house, get a lot of money for it, so she can come be my neighbor. And then we can build a, a pedway. Yep. We've got plans. Or underground tunnel. Either one. Yep. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> Should we get to the point? <laughs> to today's episode. Yeah. Um, so we um, are going to kind of jump into a little bit um, and probably a little teaser in this because um, so we've been doing a class at the firehouse the last two days, and we have one more tomorrow, um, on PTSD and suicide, just because that's, like, the way extreme, hopefully not too, I mean, it's not extreme, I guess. It's, right. But but it happens, and a lot of, I mean, it's... Yes. Yeah. No, it's way more... Um, it's way more common than I feel oh like gosh. people realize. The, the presenter, the last two days, has put up um, statistics of officers and fire guys that... Um, have committed suicide and like for fire guys it's like three times the number of line of duty deaths every year and I think for police officers it's at least it's at least doubled yeah um and that's um <clears throat> excuse me that was up until 2019 so like who even knows the last two and who even wants to half? look at 2020 right like sure. who do you want to look at those numbers like well it, the, but the other numbers were impressive enough I get the point I see it like right. I just can't even imagine what 2020 does. Well, and the thing is, the year of 2020 itself and the effects of 2020 itself and all of your all's experiences from 2020, we might not see those statistics change then until oh, yeah. this year or next year. I'd be really interested in a really sad, heartbroken way to see the statistics as they are in response well, to the year of 2020. Yeah. When we all finally... Yeah. Acknowledge that this right. was so crazy and bad, and but the root of of your class was really PTSD left like undiagnosed and untreated, yes. and then what can happen down the line? Yeah, to this extreme heartbreaking extent. Right, and I the it's so it's a very powerful um, presentation that we've seen, and the exciting part for you listeners um, and me because I'm nerdy like that, but um, the group the lady that does this presentation has agreed to be on our podcast whoop, here whoop. in a little bit so, so um, we're going to kind of talk to 
her and let her share a little bit of her story and then what I really want to do when we talk to her is talk to more, her more about her. Like, how did this affect you and your kids, right? Like, how did this shift your story? How did it shift your story? Um, I feel like there should be, like, a little background sound that plays. Every time, time we, we say, say that. that yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because, you know, she makes a very powerful um, part of her presentation is about that, you know, suicide ends it for the person dealing with depression, PTSD, whatever it might be, right? But what is left? Like, all of us that were friends with that person or that family members of that person, um, right? you know, we're all left with the grieving and... Questioning? Questions. And did I did I not see it? Could I have done more? I mean, yeah. all those things that go in the yeah. grieving process, really, but... Sure. Um, so... It was really powerful. It was really interesting. Um, And the cool part was that we've been sitting in a room with a whole bunch of fire guys and EMS people. um, And we've really had some great discussion that has come out of it. Right? Um, So she puts up on the board, you know, here's the four categories you have to fit into of having, you have to have one symptom out of each category. And I think the whole room collectively was like, I actually think there's five categories. Sorry, just to no per the so latest Jen has DSM. Up, yes, so we've <laughs> looked up the 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 DSM is the how you diagnose anything, um, and so we're going to talk about that here in just a second, right? Um, but she put these categories. But yeah, up. and it's I mean it's eye opening to sit there and you're looking at it and you're like, oh, yep, I got that box and yeah, I got that box too and. You know, and you, and you don't want to admit that you do because we're the helpers. Right. Well, we're the fixers. And I'm going to do this to you. You do it to me quite a bit. Oh, dear. If you don't mind my saying, <laughs> and if you do. <laughs> too bad. Too late because I've already put it out there. Right. But, like. That's why we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you were looking at it, though, I mean, you just commented, like, Man, I've dealt with all these things. I never realized that, that maybe I actually meet yeah. the qualifications for it. And my question back to you was like, have you dealt with them though? Has how many of us have actually dealt with right. them? And I'm saying us just because I don't like putting it on other people because although I'm not a first responder, I'm not gonna say I'm immune to any of these events or any any sort of trauma in any sort of way, but um how often do we deal with things, truly deal with things? <laughs> How often do we just kind of brush them aside and move on and say, I dealt with that because That's I moved good. on. Right. But it's not. Right. And then it resurfaces later down the line when either there's too much straw on the camel's back, right? Like, Or you make or, that run that reminds you of something ridiculously minor. And it brings you back to mm-hmm. that moment. And all of a sudden, these things smack you. There's so many scenarios and experiences. I'm not too proud to tell you that I have been on a run where, as strange as it was, a hairdryer sent me into tears. Um, and it, it wasn't I wasn't the one that needed to be in the back. But I cried all the way to the hospital. Sure. Over a hairdryer. Because whatever because that I did not process you. what well happened that and, yes. and first responder or not negative experience or positive experience we could probably all identify a smell that mm-hmm. brings you back to oh, yeah. somebody you love or a horrible experience we could probably like grandma's perfume 
Or, you know what I mean? We yeah. can all identify a smell. A hair dryer. <laughs> we can probably all imagine a tactile feeling. I'm vividly picturing rubbing the velvet on my parents' old couch. Like, that awful, like, brownish floral couch that everybody <laughs> had. But, like, and then things, you know that's the couch I would lay on when I was sick as a kid. Yeah. And whenever I was sick, I'd curl up with a specific blanket on that couch and I couldn't stand the smell of peanuts. Like this is such a minor and it's not an intrusive. It's not, not it doesn't debilitate me at right. any stretch of the imagination. But all of these thoughts come flooding back because I'm imagining or feeling one tactile sensation. We all have those things. Like, yeah. Or a sound, or a sight. Our senses are so powerful, and they imprint in our brains in oh, yeah. such a powerful way. Yeah, that it doesn't surprise me one bit that a hair dryer <laughs> would send you to tears because it probably was more than just the hair dryer. But that's what did it. There were probably other things around yeah. you, and maybe there weren't. There always are, right? Right, but, but we just know, don't recognize them. So. And we talked about this a little before we actually started recording, but like, you know, my comment was there are so many things that so many of us have done and have seen and have been through that we seem to do okay with. Sure. And then all of a sudden one incident happens or something, you know, occurs and it's like... Or something changes. Dude, I'm done. Like, I'm just done. And while it's not acute technically, it's a... I would I would liken it to a chronic condition with an acute that response. has been exacerbated by an acute issue, right? So like I've I've had back problems forever, and now I'm in a car wreck or fall, and now I have a a stronger problem with the back thing. Right. It wasn't the car wreck or the fall that did it. Right. It didn't help things. It's just what took that chronic issue and finally put it to the point where, man, I have to deal with it. Yeah. It puts you over the edge, so to speak, right? And I think that's what we see a lot of times, especially with, I mean, with PTSD or just in this, you know, first responder community. Yeah. Right? Like, you have gone through so many experiences. You have witnessed deaths. You have witnessed amazing recoveries. You've witnessed toe stubs. You've witnessed, I mean... The yeah. whole gamut of things, right? And I know our police officers have experienced yeah. a whole variety of things. And the fire guys have experienced a whole lot of things. And so then it feels weird that, like, all of a sudden this one call, now I'm done? Why is this affecting me? Well, it is, but it's not affecting you by itself. It's affecting well, I, you because it's built upon but all I think these that's other things. we have a heart as and I speak as a first responder, like, I think that's where we have the hard time with it, right? Is because in my head, I think, oh, like... I dealt with that. I mean, man, there's that all kind of worse stuff I've sure. seen in my career, right? Why is this doing it to me? <laughs> Why did a hairdryer just undo right. me? In the middle of a Tuesday afternoon... Not a Tuesday. It wasn't a Tuesday. Tuesdays are wonderful. Tuesdays are amazing. Our Tuesday pauses. But, yeah, why... Like, in the middle of, you know... Um, and I think that that's something that we probably struggle with is, man, if I tell somebody that this is what pushed me over the edge, like this is what caused my problem or this is what drove me to need help, who's going to look at me and go, 
bro, we made that, like, four-alarm house fire last week with six rescues, or you made the the drowning, or the, you know, the shooting, or the hang, or whatever, right? Fill in your blank with whatever. But, it, like you said, it's all of those things that we've done. Right. Um, and the one, um, Cassie, who, again, is going to be on our program here shortly, she um, likens it to a cup. And we've talked about the cup and the cup that pour and what pours out of our cup, right? Sure. But like she explained it was you, your cup can only be so full. Right. Right? What are you filling your cup up with? Like the hairdryer tipped my cup over the edge. Right. Right? Probably twelve other responders see a hairdryer and whatever. Right. right? But maybe they see a pair of sneakers sitting by the door and that's theirs. Or you know, it's all about what your cup fills up with. Well that then it you and spill over. Your cup isn't just filling up at work. So our cups are filling up at home and they might be partially full of good things too. Sure. But good things carry heavy emotions just as much as negative experiences carry heavy emotions. And this mm-hmm. is where like I can put my therapist hat on <laughs> and you got your first responder hat on, like That's a our, scary episode. Oh, that'd be kind of a fun one. Let's... We'll work up to that one, friends. Abby's not ready to, to deep dive into Maybe. that. Maybe. Um, you made me lose my train of... But our, cup, our cup can only be so full, like exactly what yeah. you said. And positive things are filling that up too, right? But those positive things still have big emotions or take up big space in our minds and in our hearts in yeah. some way. And when when it gets so full, like, something has to happen. Yeah. And it's going to spill out, and sometimes that's a great thing. Maybe it spills out in that uncontrollable laughter that you just, like, man, that wasn't that funny. It was a little funny, but, like, but that we, was good you've done that, that, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you're just, like belly laughing guffawing like and I laugh like, so hard every... I snort <laughs> yes and everybody's like man that joke wasn't that funny but like, you know what it yeah. released those emotions yeah whether it was in a stockpile of positive negative a combination of it's a it came out in that way and you released it yeah right and that's the thing when we get to the top of the cup it's gonna release and what triggers that release is also going to have a great effect on how we release it. Sure. Right? Oh, yeah. If it's somebody hits your mailbox and knocks it over, you might not release in a positive way. <laughs> that might have happened recently. Um, if somebody comes and randomly offers you flowers in a parking lot, that's weird, but like... But thanks. But that's a positive thing. Like, yeah. maybe it's going to trigger in a positive way. Do you ever get well, oh, like totally and completely overwhelmed by someone doing like the smallest, randomest, nicest thing? Girl, I cried when <laughs> I came, literally cried when I came home one day after the carpet cleaner had been to my house. And <laughs> I, I totally feel that. at my carpets. Now I was pregnant at the time, so I'm going to blame the hormones. But oh. Carp- a clean carpet should not make you cry. I mean, it depends on the day. But, yeah. 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 I get it. 100%. So, PTSD. That's <laughs> legit. Um, I will get into that, but before we hit PTSD, I want to talk about, just for a minute, like, just the regular, right? Like the, sure. 
the normal, um, because what came up, um, especially yesterday, um, was a lot about, you know, how do I help my significant other with okay. this, right? Like, um, and man, I give kudos to those fire guys because they were all very, con you know, they all wanted to know and they all wanted to ask, like, how do I, you know, I've got a wife, we've got kids, like, but, you know, they need some kind of outreach. They need some kind of whatever. And so Wait, was, so, so to clarify, in the class, the topic that came up was what can me, the first responder, offer to my significant other or the others in my life right. how, who are not first responders? How do I get them to understand what I'm going through at work? That, what I need when I come home. Sure. Okay. Right? Um, and we've talked about this before, um, but, you know, part of the goal of this podcast was to be something that everyone could listen to. Sure. I love a first responder. I know a first responder, but I don't get it. Right? Um, so I think part of the goal of this podcast has always been to give people a little bit of an insight to the crazy that we are. Right. Because I'm we not are. a first responder. Right. But they're clearly prevalent in my life, Abby. Yay. And, and I love and your my husband. first responders. Your husband. You should mention your husband. Oh. <laughs> we well, love our popo husbands, he's, too. But... He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but, you know, very much is a... But my experience is completely different than your experience and his experience. Well, and so that, me mention him. But all of that came up yesterday sure. with, you know, my wife doesn't do any of this. She doesn't get it. And so, um, and, you know, B and I are in a very different situation where we both because you're both first responders totally get it yeah and so when one or both of us comes home if something has happened we probably already know that the other one had to deal with x y or z and so for us i think there's at least a little bit more of a an like a non-spoken you know like you good there and... is but i think that also can create a different that just creates a different dynamic yes and depending on your relationship and your communication and all that like can create a great just nonverbal understanding yes. and acceptance. Like when I it come can home, also create a huge wedge because you both we don't talk about it because you both know sure and nobody deals with that. Yeah, there. I'm not saying that's what happens with you by any means. Well, but, we've probably done both. Well, but let's just, be honest, we've just done to both. mention that that can go both sides. Sure. Like, yeah, you both have that understanding. And it can go this way or it can go that way. Right. I, in any relationship is like that. But it's, I guess the nice part is like if one of us, and we've both done it, right? Sure. One of us will come home and pick up a sleeping kid <laughs> at the risk of waking them up, you know? You're not going to question why and, they're doing that. And we just, you know, I'm going to sit here and hold him for an hour. And there's no, dude, what's going on with you? Or babe, what are, are you okay? Like it's or, just him down i just got him to sleep don't right. touch him nope because there's none of that because you get that on some level you this need is that. my safe space i needed to come home to my safe space and i needed this is what yeah. i needed you, know, you talk moment. about that that guffawing haha laugh like d and i the other day I, we were talking about what you could put on a pizza i mean it was so random and nothing. i need to know what he wanted to put on his pizza oh you name it Hippopotamus. Uh, I mean, he probably would, but I mean, it, <laughs> pasta and oranges and like he'd come up with two things and then he would just laugh. And like he, when Dalton Kids gets to the laughing, best at that. 
Yes. But Dalton does the same thing I do, right? Like, he gets to that laughing point where there's no sound coming out. And then he's only, he's not even laughing at whatever was you're, funny. Right. You're he's laughing, laughing at your own reaction. He's laughing. And so then I start laughing at his laughing, and then he's laughing at my laughing. And then neither of you are, like, on the verge of breathing at this point. Right. And Brian's over there going, hey, he, it's it's like 9.15. They need to get ready for bed. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, in a minute. You know? This is great. Like, we're having way too much fun to put a time limit on this. But it's those things that, like, that's that release that sure. I just, I finally, I get to be in a, it's safe, it's me and D, and we just let that out. Well, and you you're know? releasing those emotions in a really positive way, and it doesn't always work that way. One way or another, all of that built up emotional response needs to be released. Yes. So it's either going to come out in a positive way or a not so positive sure. way, right? Laughter is an amazing way. Well, as long as it's at something appropriate-ish. Yeah. Right? Like, not at the expense of somebody like getting hurt. pasta on a pizza. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we were talking about um, yesterday, we, it came up, you know, with, man, I would love for my wife to be able to take this class and to kind of see, you know, maybe it, maybe that gives your spouse a, hey, here's what to look for. Sure. Like, if I come home and I'm not doing X, Y, Z, which are my normal things, then maybe I need you to reach out and go, hey, you know, just to, hey, you good, checking in with you, right? And maybe it's something that you and your spouse come up with a, you know, I don't know, some dumb code word or like right. baseball signs, like two taps on the shoulder and an ear pull, whatever. Which I know this isn't the point of this I on you. episode. You totally did. I was going to ignore it. <laughs> um... But Tanya Glenn's book, which I know we've referenced before, she has one that is geared towards the family members and the spouses. She explains and lays those things out there in such an amazing way. So if you are not the first responder, but you're an other in somebody's life, go check out those books because... And not it just is, a significant other, you know, a mom, oh, a brother, a sister. a friend. Yeah. I mean, somebody meaningful in your life. It doesn't matter what that relationship is, but if you're in a position where you ever, especially if you ever see these reactions or mm-hmm. you, you know, they come to you and talk to you or they don't talk to you about their workday, like, <clears throat> it's just, it was, for me, a lot of this stuff was stuff that I already knew and understood, but even then it was really validating. Sure. And that's not to say that I know it all, but I mean, it validating was, to hear that you're it, on the right track. Yes. So yeah. either validating or like, Oh, all right. Well, yes, I do this, but okay. That's of. helpful to think about it in this way also. So sorry to like no, digress for a second, but that's, you know, it was, um, one of the guys yesterday was talking about, and he made the comment, you know, sometimes when he comes home, he doesn't want to talk to his wife about sure. the runs he made or what they saw, but he said sometimes he'll come home and just start talking about, like, random, doesn't make, you know, such a superficial topic. Right. But that is, you know, and, and that's that's what he needs in that moment to decompress, to have that time, that downtime. That's what he needs is that, you know, baby, just sit here and tell me what you had for lunch. Right. Like, I don't give two craps if you had carrots or coleslaw, but just tell me about it. Fill my head with something because other it's than normal. what it's full It's of. a normal, yes. what did you have for lunch is a normal conversation, yeah. right? As opposed to tell me about the 
a terrible wreck you made, or my I was gonna go way worse than that, but I didn't. I want to keep it like in the middle. Sure. But or the child that you had to drive down to, yeah, home of the innocents because you had to remove them yeah. from their horrible situation or whatever it or is. Or the one that you made where you couldn't do anything, right? Because you know those stick with us just as badly. Like oh my gosh, it's way easier to look back at the end of my shift and go, I did everything I could do, right? But sometimes that's not totally different the case. when I look back and go. Man, if only X, Y, Z or happened, right. we could have A, B, C'd, and then right. we'd have a whole alphabet that'd be fine. <laughs> but, right. um, but I do think, you know, listeners, we want you all to know that this is, this is what our podcast is supposed to be for you all, too, is how do I, like, what's the insight to my, you know, sure. maybe my first responder won't sit down and share all these things with me, right? Because... He or she is not a touchy-feely talker, let's chat about our feelings deal. But maybe you can come and listen to us or, again, if you have questions or, you know, whatever, like email us. Shout out on Facebook, Twitter. You can find us on literally all the things. But shoot us your messages, you know? Like, like, we want to help. Like, we want to be here to, I don't know, I guess to kind of bridge that gap of... Well, and I think... To, it's helpful yeah, to realize, <laughs> I think it's helpful to realize as an other, right? Like, again, I'm not the first responder, but there's a whole gamut of how our first responders respond when they get back home, right? Like, I very often do not get the details of some of the stories I don't get a lot of details of a lot of the stories. What I get are the details of the foot chases of, hey, I got to go 120 down. <laughs> Whatever. Do his foot chase stories include I climbed a fence and split my pants? They usually include I got bit by a pit bull or like, <laughs> a, no, I love pit bulls. Sorry, I'd like. Just dogs in general. But I just a you. dog in general. The, the last one he got bit by was. <laughs> um. And then I gotta go to, gotta go to get U of L. He hasn't come home with split pants. Um, or like meet me in the garage. Okay. What are you covered in? I don't want to talk about it. Like, okay. (laughs) So you don't always get the details. Sometimes I get like that, like real surface level stuff, but you know what? That's him taking care of you too. Right. I get enough that I know that he's going to open up and share. And also, like, when it goes to the other extreme, when it goes to that negative extreme, he's going to share something about it. Maybe not all the details. That middle ground... Which is really healthy, if you think about it. He's sharing enough to let you know that... what he needs out of it. Sure. And I think that's the happy medium to find. Right. right? And I think, like, just that looks different for different people, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you might not get those middle ground, well, like, well, that doesn't sound so awful. Well you didn't see it in person kind of thing or you know like I don't get some of those middle ground ones but you I feel like you have to kind of get to know what your responders norm is yeah and what Abby's norm is different than what my husband's norm is is what's different than Brian Brian's norm right all the guys at the firehouse and and my relationship with each of you is different too right so I know what to expect out of each of you and when it's different than the norm then I know to check in or mm-hmm. so get to know your person. Right. 
and be comfortable enough with yourself and with them that we don't demand things of you, yeah. right? Like, I'm not going to demand those stories from you if you're not in that place to share. Yeah. But, um, but again, Tanya Glenn's got well, that, like, really laid out in a really nice way to make it very not accessible. Not that we're fans or anything. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> we love but, you, Tanya. You know, I think part of it, too, is, you know, you got to be comfortable in your relationship with that person, and you need to be comfortable enough that when that person or if that person comes to you and says, man, I had this run today that, like, really bugged me, and I just need to whatever, right? We as first responders or wives or significant others, girlfriends, whatever, friends, we need to be comfortable enough to go, and you need to talk about it. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want from me in this moment? Right? right. Because if you come to me, you know, if Brian came home and was like, girl, we had this run night and I just, I don't know, like, it kind of messed me up. It's got blah, blah, blah in my head. And I was like, ooh, that sounds rough, man. Sorry. Do you want to go lay down and go to bed? Or you want to get a beer? Like, if I blow it off, like, if that is his outreach, right, of, Man, I had this run and I need to something. Sure. And I blow it off because I'm too uncomfortable to hear about it. Then I'm not doing anybody any good. And maybe it's not even that you're too uncomfortable, but maybe you were caught up in whatever was going on in your head mm -hmm. or you were distracted by doing the groceries and doing the dishes and blah, 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 blah. You mean like, life? Life. 100%. Um, but... Yeah, if we blow that off, then we miss that moment to let their cup overflow in a positive outlet way. And not that we're blaming anybody, but... But yes, like, if we're at a point where we're not letting that outflow... Sure. And we're blocking outflow... Sure. ...from someone else. That, outflow, is that a word? I like it. It I is now. Outflow? I like it. I feel like it's not the worst word we've made up, if no. it is. <laughs> that probably still goes to lime love. <laughs> lime love. Lime love. That's awesome. Um, anyway, I feel like we've done a lot of, like, talking around, but if nothing else, just, like, we see both sides of the story. Yes. Because we live both sides of the story. And not that we've got the market on how to handle <laughs> nope. all the aspects of it. Nope. But if we don't get it, somebody else will. And it's and that's like why we build communities. And we build villages. communities. Well, and it's the same kind of idea as like when you were in school, if you had a question, probably a few other people in your class had that question. So yes. even though you feel silly asking it, you're probably not the only one that had that question. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same here for experiences and just our realities of life. Like, I might feel silly sharing something, but I'm probably not the only one that has. And it can be really validating to hear that from somebody else. Oh, yeah. Too. So, <laughs> I can attest to that. For what High it's five. worth. Yeah. Well, because how often do we get in our head and decide that it's not that bad for us? There's worse things that are going on with other people, you know. I can rationalize all day why I'm good. Right. I'm, you know, it's so much. And I probably am very, probably first responder 
you know, echo me on this, but, like, it's not that bad for me, right? Like, other people have things way worse than me. I'm good. My life's really still pretty good. I'm good. I'm fine. Because you have to continue on with your job and continue on with your life, no matter what reality you just experienced and were placed in the middle of. And it's not like you always have a prep period to get ready for whatever you're going to walk into to be however emotionally prepared you can be for, let's (laughs) face it, it. there's no emotional preparation for a good chunk of it, but even if there was, you probably didn't have the ability to go through that process. Right. So I feel like we're, you're just kind of winging it. And then, but then you have, you have to be able to put it aside, which we've talked about before too like we have to be able to put that in that box and then move on but at some point we got to deal with it we have to take you have it to out. file the box away you have to label the box and then file it away somewhere after looking you have to look through the contents yeah you got to be comfortable and look through the contents because, then you can file it away because if, if we don't if we don't, it's going to come back. Yeah. Right? Yep. And even sometimes when we do... There's a lot of science behind that. We just didn't get into the science-ish. There really is. We wrapped it It up sounds like a lot of metaphor, box. but there we can get into the science yeah. if anybody wants to dig in. We'd be happy to give y'all some, like, articles and whatever oh, yeah. to reference. We can even talk about them at some point. But, um... She means we will. I do mean we will. <laughs> um, I have people lined up for this. There you go. To talk to us about all the things. Perfect. I know. But even some of the stuff that we have dealt with still comes back. It's not like a one and done sometimes, right? Which I think builds up and sneaks up on us. Yeah. In very inopportune times. In very inopportune ways. Always the most inopportune times. Um, And I think, so one of the things that we kind of wanted to discuss in this... um, this episode, and like I said, we, we're going to get into it more, obviously, because um, we've got some new, really good resources, I think, to tap into and kind of interview on the show um, to give you guys some more insider view or, I don't know, resources, tools, whatever, however you want to look at it. Sure. Um, but we were discussing earlier what it takes to be considered, to be diagnosed as PTSD, right? Right. Um, because it sounds like a big thing, and, like, I think a lot of people, and up until maybe yesterday, I was probably one of those, that thought you really needed to have, like, needs to be bad, right? Well, like, you needed to have worked a house fire where everyone died, or... But I also think it's really easy... A massive disaster. I think it's really easy to lump it into, like, a specific group of people has PTSD, yeah, well, I'm not in that specific group of people. That can't possibly be me. But yes, it can. Well, but from from a first responder point of view, it's because I think a lot of us look at things and think, man, other people have been through a lot worse than I have. I, I was there for it. They've been through a lot worse than I have. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's... I think it's harder for us to come to that realization of, man, my, my crap's legit too, right. you know? And maybe yeah. my crap wasn't... A, you know, a massive shooting at a mall or a grocery store or whatever, right? But really and truly, it doesn't take all of that. It takes something that disrupts you. Sure. That affects you. And, and again, we're all different in that capacity of what fills our cup. Absolutely. 
But the common denominator is, man, our cups are getting filled every freaking day. Right. Right? Um, so real quick on this one before we wrap up, um, we kind of just want to go through, like, what the questions are. Right? Well, the criteria The criteria are. are for being diagnosed as PTSD. And, dear Lord, please don't think that we're diagnosing you with PTSD. Like, there's tons of resources out there. But this is just something to think about. Well, um, I feel like it's just an educational point, something yeah. to think about. And then if you find yourself answering yes to this, like, I would encourage you to go talk to your doctor and mm-hmm. say, who do I, how do I, how do I get a hold of somebody? How do I get a hold of somebody? Or what can I do? Yep. Or I've noticed this in my person. Yeah. Or a person close to me. What can I do? Um, and we never need to feel guilty about not dealing with it because maybe we're 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 not not ready to or we're not at that place yet or they're not at that place yet but i feel like if we knowledge is power right right and if we don't knowing is half the battle (laughs) knowing is half the battle (laughs) go gi joe (laughs) um i can't sports but i can hey if you can gi joe with me we're good all right Um, so real quick before we get into this we are by no means little disclaimer again no means are we experts are we therapists are we any kind of medical degree in any of this but if you listen to this and you think by some chance that you need to talk to someone and you truly just don't know where to go or, or whatever, send us an email, send us a message um, on Facebook, whatever. Um, we will help connect yeah, you. Yeah, we will be more than happy to help connect you with someone who does, right? Like, I don't know everybody and I don't have all the answers, but I probably know somebody who knows somebody or who knows where to go or has a resource. So, absolutely, you know... If you listen to this and you think, oh, man, I probably should talk to somebody, then reach out if you have nothing else, and we will absolutely help you. Absolutely. That's what this is about. For sure. People helping people. People helping people shifting each other's stories. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the DSM-5 is the latest DSM, to my knowledge. If there's a more recent one, please let me know. But I believe <laughs> 5 was the latest one. Um, and it, per this, it actually isn't that hard, guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, not that you... Not that you want to be diagnosed not, with I'm things, not telling but... you to seek it out if it's not... But it. I feel like a lot more people probably meet the requirements oh, yeah. or the criteria for it than, than we realize. Yeah. So the first criteria is that I'm just going to... Is it okay if I just read it verbatim instead yeah. of, like, paraphrasing? Yeah, no, read it out. Um, so that we need to have a stressor, right? Obviously. Um, that the person was exposed to death, threatened death, actual or threatened serious injury, or actual or threatened sexual violence in the following ways. You might have been the person with the direct exposure, like the person experiencing it, right? Um, you might have witnessed the trauma. You may have learned that a relative or close friend was exposed to the trauma or indirect exposure to aversive details of the trauma, such as usually, and it says, usually in the course of duty, of professional duties, for example, first responders and medics. Um, So it might not have even been you that personally experienced the trauma, but that's not to say that it didn't impact you in a really strong, powerful way, okay? The next criteria beyond the stressor is that you've got these intrusion symptoms. Um, the the traumatic event is persistently re-experienced in the following ways you only need to have experience in one of these unwanted or upsetting memories nightmares 
flashbacks, emotional distress after exposure to traumatic reminders, or physical reactivity after exposure to traumatic reminders. So again, you only need to meet the criteria for one of those. Right. You only have to have one sign or symptom in the category. Yeah. The next one is avoidance. So we've had a stressor. We've had our personal intrusive response, the way that it's disrupting our life in some way. And now we have an avoidance criteria. And again, you only need to experience one of these. Avoidance of trauma-related stimuli after the trauma in the following ways. Either trauma-related thoughts or feelings and or trauma-related external reminders. So are we avoiding my hair dryer? <laughs> your hair dryer. Um, the next one is negative. It's not all hair dryers, just for the record. I did dry my hair. I was going to say you use your hair dryer. It was a hair dryer on a nurse's stand. There you go. I was done. It was very specific. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, negative alterations in cognitions and mood. And this one wants you to have two, not want to, it requires two of these. Um, negative thoughts or feelings that began or worsened after the trauma in the following ways. Perhaps you have an inability to recall key features of the trauma. Um, you might be overly have overly negative thoughts and assumptions about oneself or the world. You might have exaggerated blame of yourself or of others for causing the trauma. You might have a negative affect, perhaps decreased interest in activities. You may feel isolated. Or you may have difficulty experiencing a positive affect. Um, and again, so in that category, we need to experience two. But so many of those are so closely related. I would find it hard to believe if you're not experiencing one that you yeah. likely wouldn't be experiencing another one. Um, and the f final criterion for, like, the symptoms and the manifestation of it is alterations in arousal and reactivity. And it reads, trauma-related arousal and reactivity that began or worsened after the trauma in the following ways. Um, you might be irritable or have aggression, risky or destructive behavior, hypervigilance. I dare you to find a first responder who doesn't have hypervigilance <laughs> or a heightened startle yeah. reaction. Right. Um, difficulty concentrating or difficulty sleeping. Um, so that just gives kind of an overview of maybe things that you notice in yourself or maybe you notice things in others and maybe you don't notice any of these things at all, which props to you. You've been doing amazing self-care. You've had a great support network. But if you are experiencing these things, it doesn't mean that you haven't been taking care of yourself yeah. and you don't have an amazing support network. We all... Just means your cup overflowed. Your cup overflowed, and we need some help getting things back in order. Yep. And that is nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Like, well, and I think a lot of what we talked about the last two days, too, was that PTSD as a diagnosis is changing, right? Like, if I walk in tomorrow and tell my chief, hey, I'm, I've been diagnosed with PTSD, doesn't mean I can't do my job. Right. It doesn't well, mean I need to sit on the, that I'm sent. So PTSD isn't changing. I think the perception and yes, the, the, the stigma view attached the stigma, to it. Yeah. Like we can work through things. We sure. can, um, one of the things we'll talk about when, um, 
Joe Terry comes on with this, and she has found all this research that says that there are actually physiological changes sure. that happen when you go into PS- PTSD, but through the proper therapies and treatments, those physiological changes can actually reverse themselves. Right. And you can, so you can get better. You and can. some of my continuing ed stuff, I have some, um, it's really interesting actually, like brain scan images yes. of individuals with diagnosed PTSD and traumas and individuals like who don't. And it is very apparent that imaging can capture these oh, things. Oh, yeah. For the sake of wrapping it up, because there are two more, just the, a couple more criteria that are important in making it a PTSD as opposed to an acute stress disorder, mm-hmm. which still... Which is also worthy of getting... By all means, reach out. Yes. And if you don't know who to reach out to, contact us and we'll find somebody. Um, that t- t- For PTSD, it does... The duration needs to last more than a month. Right. Okay. Um it needs to create some distress or functional impairment, which if you meet the criteria that we discussed, right. It's, it's it, it is that. obviously yeah. doing those things. Well, like the one thing that, that the lady asked today, she was like, raise your hand if you sleep normally. Right. And I, like nobody in the room, raise their hand. And we're all looking around like, but I don't, I, well, and we just talked about that. You sleep ready to listen to tones drop mm-hmm. and you sleep ready to hear, like you have to be able to hear and respond and function yeah um and then the last thing is we just need to we don't need to but they want to eliminate that these symptoms are being caused by medication or substance abuse or another illness which also would require treatment just of a different sort obviously like we want to they want to be able to (laughs) Address your issue. And it might be presenting as this, but the treatment needs to be different to help you because yeah. different issues really require different treatment actions. Yep. Courses of treatment. Preach it, girl. So, all right. I like it. Cool. So, yeah. So, um, we're going to wrap this one up. But like I said, we wanted to kind of just touch on it and um, all the things because there's so many aspects to this. And... It's way more prevalent than probably even the numbers would nearly suggest. Oh, I guarantee. Um, so, again, the idea behind today was just to kind of talk a little bit about it um, with the acknowledgement that, man, there's going to be a lot more of this coming up. Um, sure. Because we've got some good resources. We've got some good guests that are going to come on the podcast. Um, and we're just going to talk about it. And we're going to, like, put it out there and say, hey, this is it's legit. It's a thing. And... Um, you know, we're all here to kind of help and what, you know, like I said, we may not know exactly what's going on or how to help you in the regards of what it is, but we can help put you in touch with resources that will get you there. Sure. Um, and that's the thing I think with all of this is what are the resources that are out there and how do I, how do I get in touch with them? Yeah, absolutely. Because there's always, none of us needs to feel that isolation whether you're an other or the first responder i mean these things are very real on both sides of that fence absolutely and well and and ptsd could be just as real for the other also right right 100 if my spouse comes home and never talks to me about what what's going on and then one day blows up at me and we have this massive fight maybe that's enough to send me over the edge and my cup runs over because 
what the heck just happened? Right. And and it might not be PTSD specifically, but sure. there are things that need well, acute stress is just as just as bad. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, don't, we just don't want anybody to feel alone. We want you all to know that there are other people out there that maybe feel the same way you do, yes. and people that can help. Yeah. That we don't need to feel ashamed for reaching out. And if you don't want to be the one to reach out or don't know who to reach out for, like Abby has said 16 times already, like, we are not the fixers in this. However, we would be more than happy to help you find a fixer and a helper. So, till next time. Yup. All right. We'll leave on a really (laughs) uplifting. It'll be, the good news is there's help. And we can get help and there's resources. Oh, 100%. And it's, you're not alone. No. And when you start talking to your friends and your people about this, they're all going to look at you and go, no way, me too. Well, all <laughs> and right. then you look, sit back and go, okay, good. So how many things. Not good. Like, I want you to be here with me, but like. No, but how many things <laughs> as a mom or during pregnancy or childbirth were you like, nobody told me about this. I wish they told me about yes. this. Right? Like, but man. Somebody give me the real, give me the real right. lowdown. So that's what we're here for. We're giving you the real lowdown the about real, something real. that. Maybe people aren't talking about I do feel like they're talking about it more and more, though, which yes. is awesome. So we'll keep talking about it, and we'll bring you other people that can talk about it from yeah. different perspectives and expertise and all the amazing things. All the things. All right. Till next time. We'll see you, friends. Bye. Bye.